You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and an intuitive energy curator. So it's been a while, and I would have had an episode out this week, but I had this sneaking feeling that I was missing something. So I had recorded an entire episode, uploaded it, had it ready to go, and then just thought, not yet. So this one is coming to you. I don't know when. I'm recording it on Wednesday, May 10th. So this may be coming out tomorrow, maybe waiting till Tuesday. But whenever you're getting this, it's because I ended up splitting my idea for an episode or what I thought I was going to talk about into two episodes based on some things that have come up over the past week. So this episode is a bit of a recap on what happened with the retreat, the Sacred Spirit retreat, some themes in general that have been coming up that I feel were around the eclipse that just happened in Scorpio, and just some energy that I've been feeling. So today's episode, I will start by talking about the Sacred Spirit retreat. So as most of you know, I work for Danielle Serenk, the Squamish Medium on Instagram. Spirit School is our online school. And we had our first in-person re retreat in BC and Maple Ridge at Loon Lake Resort in April. So about a month ago now almost, which is so hard to believe, but it feels like time is both going very slowly and very fast as usual. So at that retreat, was the first time when just I went a few days early, actually. Danielle had me come out to Squamish uh, before the retreat started so that I could get to see the, the town where she lives and get to see the mountains and have some time to relax. So it was really beautiful. And I was able to meet a few other spirit school friends before I even made it to the retreat. And it was just a beautiful time to relax. And it was to be honest, the first real vacation I'd had in a really long time. So there was this energy of slowing down that started as soon as I got there because everything was ramping up as we were preparing for the retreat and I was packing and it was actually my very first flight also. Um, so there was a lot of rushing and I had a lot of stuff happening personally at the same time and it was just a lot. So when I got out there, it did feel like the second I sat on the plane was kind of just like this first breath of like, I don't have to be doing anything right now for the first time in a while. And I had a lot of people asking me after the flight, like, oh, how was your first flight? Like, and I was just like, it was delightful. It was a, such a smooth ride. And my joke that I kept saying, I'm from the Toronto area. And what I kept saying to people who would ask me is, if you've ever been on a go bus at rush hour, you know what turbulence really feels like because I'm used to the stop and go traffic 
I commuted for a lot of years. So being on a plane where it's just moving kind of effortlessly, there was maybe a couple times it was a little bumpy. But to me, I was like, this is just super smooth. It was great. It was a sunny day when I was flying out there. It just was a really beautiful experience. It was great. So I got to Squamish. I spent some time with Danielle. She showed me around a little bit in Vancouver. And then we got to go across some beautiful bridges. And she showed me around Squamish. And it was a really great introduction to BC. And then I was able to just sort of wander around and take in the sights and try different food. Slowing down and having my own space in the Airbnb I was staying at was just this sigh of relief that came over me. I used to go to like the cottage country here in the Muskokas on my own when I was younger. That was kind of my instinct was to go somewhere like that and to just walk around and explore. So it was the first time I was able to do that since before I went to university, actually. The last time I did that was the winter of 2016. So I've talked about that, I think, before on the podcast. But I started getting the, all these messages, which had already been coming up around leaning into the feminine and receiving, which I, you all know if you followed this podcast for a while that I talk about how I need to lean into those themes a lot. And it was just a really interesting time to be going on this trip and feeling just really at peace. So going from that into the retreat was actually a beautiful transition because then we got to the retreat center. Danielle Baker joined us, who is beautiful.intuitive on Instagram. Um, and the three of us kind of got prepared for everyone to come in, brought in all of the supplies we needed. And I actually really enjoyed meeting each person individually as they came in the doors and getting acclimated to the space. It was so amazing to see how everyone's energy translated from how I had gotten to know them online to being in person. And everyone was just as wonderful as I had expected, which was amazing. And this actually included Emily, Emily and her stars. I got to meet her in person for the first time. And Peyton, who is also on this podcast, who I talk to all the time as well. So that was really great to be able to be in their energy in person. And yeah, just made me fall in love with them even more. Same with both Danielle's. And having this like safe space, I think, is something that many people talked about. From the retreat, everyone who is drawn to Danielle's energy tends to be very similar in their intentions for wanting to genuinely connect with people, wanting people to feel seen, and wanting people to feel safe to share. And that kind of created that environment so that everyone, at least that I talked to since then, really did feel like they were able to do so. So that was something that I think I needed more than I realized. So this was all a great chance to get to know people on a deeper level who I've already been connecting with for a while. And one of the other things that came out of this for myself personally was that Danielle had asked the other Danielle and I to do a session each to lead a session. And so I did a, in the format that I do my recharges where I use crystals and plant energies to do an energy session I did that in person for the first time, and there were 28 of us total, including myself, and I 
basically gave the same options that I tell people for when they're in their own space and we're not connected at all to choose whether to have like a blanket, to lay on the floor, to sit, to be on a yoga mat, to journal, meditate, whatever they felt like doing. So there was a variety of different experiences happening, even within the one space we were all physically in together, which I really, really enjoyed. And as per usual, when I'm physically in energy with people or even on Zoom, I don't receive a ton of messages compared to when I have like the stories and themes and everything that come through when I do it remotely for the remote recharge every month. But what I did love was that I was able to hear in that time, in real time, what came up for everyone else. And so when I say in the emails that you receive, the summaries for every month's recharge session, that I want you to have your own experience first, to document it, get that all out before you read mine so that you're able to validate for yourself what might connect, but also see that your experience was just as valid as whatever I experienced because the energy is intended to come to you for your highest good and I'm just the vessel it's moving through and while a lot of people had overlapping experiences it's not that everyone had the exact same experience but within that energy there were people who for example would see the same symbol or have the same sensation or the same area of the body that felt like it was receiving healing there was a lot of physical healing happening in that session and so while I'm not going to share anyone's personal experiences What I will say is an energy that came up in that session that has persisted and came through right straight up until the remote recharge for Taurus season and has still been showing up for me is grandmother energy. And without me telling everyone that, a few people did say that they had been feeling connected to their grandmothers, whether it was for the recharge or for this in-person session. And it was very much connected to like a mother earth feeling as well. And we did a lot of work with mother nature and the earth and connecting to indigenous knowledge. So that really felt connected as well to the overall experience that happened at the retreat and on that land. But from doing that session in person and me being able to hear how all of these experiences happened while in this energy, I was kind of like the environment and energy I was creating um, really made me want to do more sessions where I am connected with people. As you mostly know, if you've listened for a while, I do my sessions very remotely because I get overwhelmed in a lot of people's energy sometimes. And I just prefer to be in my own space, especially when I'm receiving healing. But I realized that this connection, I feel like I've spent so much time building up my energy and getting to know my energy over the last few years that like I can hold space for more people now. I think I probably wouldn't have been able to when I first started doing these sessions, but it seems like I've gotten to a point where I've done enough of them and I'm familiar enough with how it feels in my body that I'm able to connect with people while I'm doing it. So something that came of that is that I'm now going to, hopefully, I promise you, when you hear this episode, if you look in the show notes or go in my to my website or where I have the link to a, to my sessions, there will be a link for a Zoom session. I, I might do two, but I will do one in the evening, I think. I'm probably going to do one next week, I think. And so it will be a, a live session on Zoom. And the first part, the first few minutes will be just kind of like inviting everyone in as usual. And then I will have 
30 minutes of energy that I'll be sending. And once the session is complete, then there will be time for everyone to share their experiences and see what crosses over, which was really fun to do in person. And I think will be really fun over Zoom as well. And then once that's completed, I will share whatever came up for me that I have written down in my journal and show the crystals that I used and have a more collaborative experience for breaking down the energy. So as you know, if you've done a remote recharge, the monthly sessions, those are usually an email and I do go through everything in quite a bit of detail, which is why it takes a while to receive it. But this will be just in person, in the flow, and I will share a link to be able to download the replay for anybody who for some reason doesn't end up making it or for anyone who just wants to experience the replay and the energy that was co-created. But I won't be sending an email after that. I'm going to try just letting it be that particular energetic moment. The only email that will go out will be with the replay link. So if that's something you're interested in experiencing so that you can ask questions or share your experience and hear what other people experienced and see how your sensations and visions match up with other people's and really just be in the moment with us. So that's something that will be coming up very soon. And then of course, Emily and I will be recording our Gemini episode soon. So the Gemini remote recharge will be up for you to be able to sign up for as well. But anyways, that's just something else that came from the retreat energy was this like connecting back to people in person which I hadn't done in so long, other than, as you know, I volunteer once a week in a space, which has been good just for connecting with people and being around humans again after a few years of being completely remote for everything. But I think community and friendship is something, you know, I've talked about over the last six months or so, I guess, something that I'm looking to really deepen in my life because I, ha I am very good at hermiting. I'm very good at being alone. And I still need that time. I am getting a lot of messages about like going within again and doing more meditation and more spiritual practices. But I think collaboration has been really important. As a lot of you know, I also did my first in-person gallery show since school. And that was a collaboration with a friend who I'll be working with again for the rest of the year. And that's something that will probably continue. So having that openness to other people again is something that now is really important to me. And a lot of the messages that I retrieved, I, I received during the retreat were around staying open, keeping my heart open and keeping myself expanded and allowing myself to feel the full range of human emotions, you know, like allowing yourself to be open means being vulnerable, which means being open to being disappointed or sad or heartbroken and all of those different things. And as much as I've kind of not had a lot of that experience because I've been, you know, just on my own doing my own thing for a while, it's been really interesting to see what kind of, I guess, like alchemy happens when you allow yourself to open up to people. And I think that's something that as much as it sucks sometimes when you're experiencing those emotions, it is something that does make you feel connected to other people. And for the first time in my life in the last few months, I've been 
reaching out to people more often, to share what's going on with me, to share my experiences. And it's made them much more rich than they would have been had I just kept to myself. And, you know, I still journal and have my own like private experience with things. But being able to have someone say, oh, I totally know what you mean, or this is how I think that is, or like you're being too hard on yourself, or like, have you thought of it this way? Um, has just been really, really supportive. And had I allowed myself to stay in my hermit mode and not made that a priority, I think I would have missed out on a lot of opportunities for my own healing and understanding my experiences to a deeper level. And that's something that the retreat really highlighted for me. And then coming back from it, having the last few weeks where I've been talking to people more frequently, I found myself also noticing where I've had growth. And so that's something else that I just wanted to kind of talk about in relation to the like full moon eclipse that just happened as well, because that was, as Emily spoke about on the episode for Taurus season, that was the ending of a cycle where it's the last eclipse in this particular like springtime eclipse season, but it was the last one in Scorpio in this like lunar node cycle. And when I look back a couple of years before this cycle sort of began, it was right at the point in 2021 when I was going through a lot of really heavy things, which you can go back to that time to see what was happening. But it was just a lot of cycles. It was like health things. It was relationships, finances, work, all of these themes. And in this period, in these last few weeks, I've been going through stuff in all of those areas again. And it was really interesting, though, to experience it this time. I also have a therapist Then <laughs> this time. I know I have ADHD this time. There's a lot of like self-knowledge that I've gained over the last two years. So now approaching these subjects again has been a lot less activating. I've been experiencing a lot more emotions, maybe, but that means I'm processing it this time around. Whereas last time, I think I intellectualized. I had a lot of anxiety. Um, I tried to deal with everything on my own. I also was just really busy because I was in school full time. It was my last semester of university. Whereas this time I was able to, when I had a rough day, just have a rough day and just experience that and lean into that, which I realize is a privileged position to be in because not everyone can take a day to just cry and eat snacks and exist, right? But I also know that it's something I wouldn't have done two years ago. And I think it's helping me move through things maybe a little bit faster with a different perspective and also sharing things with people so that I'm not just ruminating in my own thoughts all the time. I've learned that I am very much a verbal processor, which makes sense. I share things on this podcast all the time. <laughs> I'd say the same thing multiple times to the point where you're probably like, have you not learned this lesson yet? Like you could probably tell me what I need to know based on what the messages that come through me. But I think that that's been something really valuable that I've been able to kind of reflect on in the last couple of months is how much growth I can see in myself from how I'm communicating with people and how I'm processing things that come up as they come up and recognizing my own needs. And that's a big one because I think like my own needs were never really that prominent in my experience I think most of the time it was more just like have I checked off all the boxes for everything people are expecting of me or you know 
things that I think I should do. Whereas now it's more like, is this supportive for me? If an opportunity or something comes up, it's like, do I actually want this? Is this actually going to be in my highest good? And I have more patience where, you know, sometimes I don't try to make a quick in the moment decision like I might have in the past. I let myself just sit with something a little longer and be open to whatever outcome happens as opposed to being like this is how it should be and closing off I'm able to kind of again stay open and I think staying open is going to be one of my themes I know the word at the beginning of the year that I said was commitment but it was a commitment to myself and I think in order to really move forward lean into the feminine it's still committing to myself, but it's also a commitment to stay open. I think that's maybe the other piece of it that has just been waiting to come through is like, maybe the commitment is that I'm going to commit to being in my feminine and receiving more. And I think part of the receiving is also like receiving the messages and slowing down to receive. That actually was an episode that I know I did probably a year ago. I'm pretty sure I have one that's called like slowing down to receive. So this is just the first time I'm actually listening, right? And I think that's something, again, with the verbal processing. Like I receive the messages and I share them when they come in. And I know that they're also for me, but I don't always listen. And it's something that I am very aware of, at least. But that's where I'm seeing the growth is that I am listening now. And then I'm seeing the results on the other side of that. So if you've been having a rough few weeks, especially around the eclipse with a lot of emotions and seeing patterns come up, just kind of recognize those as a positive thing because it, you're getting an opportunity to experience these patterns and experience these maybe difficult situations with more knowledge and with more understanding of yourself and your needs and who you are. And if you're still at the beginning process of figuring out who that is, then you can look at whatever's coming up in your life right now and try to see like if you were the the most you know expansive version of yourself which you are in on a you're on the same timeline as that self but just letting yourself report back to yourself like what is it how would you handle this situation if you were able to see it from a higher perspective or like what would you want to learn from this situation and then try to act from that place. And I've been, it's hard and I've been trying to do it for a couple of years now. Most of you know, you've heard me say similar things for a long time, but I've kind of come to the conclusion that I'm ready to be in a different energy now. I'm ready to show up as a different version of myself. And while I've been building that self for the last couple of years, it's like I feel more connected and embodied in that version of myself now. And it has taken me a while of slowing down and just trusting myself more. I think that's a theme that's come up the most maybe in regards to this like recognition of my own growth is that I trust myself more. If even if I even if five people tell me that something, you know, doesn't feel right, if I feel like it is, and it's not in like a delusional way all the time, sometimes maybe, but if I'm very sure that something could work out, I'm still aware of what the other um, options are or what the other outcomes could be or what another, my next choice for a path might be if it doesn't work out. But I still 
trust myself as much as I did when I decided to go back to school out of nowhere or when I decided to move before I got accepted to school and like all of these things that like seemed really outrageous when I shared them with other people. I keep remembering that I'm still that version of myself. It's just that I'm more embodied and present and I'm a little bit more, (laughs) I guess, just in the moment in a different way. Before it's like, it was more like I would make a fast decision without thinking about it. But like I said, I'm sitting with things longer. So I'm not necessarily making the really fast decision, but then that also is giving me even more confidence to be like, no, I've sat with it for a little bit longer and I still feel the same way about it. And like, I trust how I feel in my body. So I just am really hoping that this resonates you know, in one way or another, if you're listening to it, and that there's something that you can take away from this. I'm doing another episode that I'm literally going to record right after this, and it may come out the same time. It may come out on Tuesday next week. I'm not sure when it'll come out, but for this particular episode, I just wanted to have like a more general reflection of what's been going on and how the retreat kind of fit into that. If you heard the last episode, you know this is kind of a part two for that. So what I'm going to talk about in this episode is how spirit crumbs come to me to let me know that something is a theme that I'm supposed to share or something that I'm supposed to pay extra special attention to. So it's going to be kind of like a personal diary of the symbols and and mostly animals that I've been connecting with. But it's also going to be just a general format to explain how I know what themes to talk about on the podcast. So one of the things I had already shared about in the original episode I downloaded, so I'm not sure if I'm going to just pop that in instead of whatever I say now. But what I was talking about was how it was really interesting that I have such a strong connection to trees and This has gone back to many episodes and also just being at the retreat. We were in the forest, surrounded by trees. And before we had even gone on the retreat, a couple of weeks before, I had taken a trip to the Arboretum with someone. And I was specifically walking this one path to be able to show them my favorite birch tree. You also know if you've been following me for a while that it's a tree that I really connect with and in the Arboretum, they're everywhere, which if you've seen my photos for the podcast or just on Instagram or on my website, Tara, Tara Lily Photography, she took photos of me with the birch trees, knowing that I love them so much. And there's this one tree, though, that was massive that was beside this little creek that runs through the Arboretum. And I went to show the person. I was like, I'm confused. It should be here looking around and then I look over to where it actually physically would be and realized it had been cut down and I was so upset by it I was like I'm so sorry but I'm thrown off right now like this is a tree that I used to come and put my hands on I used to spend time with this tree and it was taken out so that really threw me off and then I was also visiting my parents recently and it was a rainy weekend and I decided to go for a walk. There's a little trail behind the graveyard that's across from their uh, their property and there's a river there on the other side of the graveyard. So there's this like little trail that kind of runs between the road and the graveyard and the river. 
So I went to walk there and realized very quickly that the river was really high, so parts of it were flooded. And I was walking kind of on like the higher parts to go around it and just felt weird for a moment. I wasn't sure what the feeling was. And then I looked over, looked up and realized I could actually see the fence at the back of the graveyard or the cemetery because a bunch of the trees have been chopped down. And that also threw me off. I was like, what the actual heck? Like, this is where I come. It's the only little patch of nature. Like, there's lots of trails and like forests around, but like this is like the only immediate thing I have access to just from walking from there house and so i was like what the heck so i started walking around a little bit and then i saw there were ducks enjoying the water and i was like okay i'm not gonna go all the way around here and i was like why am i being redirected that was the kind of the feeling i got it was this energy where i connected it to the birch tree in that moment was like that's really weird i feel like i'm being like redirected or uprooted and it's like these places that have kind of the symbolized like safety and grounding are being literally either cut down or uprooted was the word that came up. And I realized the other thing that had just happened was the Thursday before I had gone to their place, I was sitting at the place I I go to, the co-working place on the Thursday, sitting at the desk and look out. And my view of City Hall is one where I'm able to see this big tree and I am used to seeing it. It's just a really beautiful view. And then there's like the skating rink beside it. And while I was sitting at the desk this particular day, I see this big yellow truck slash like piece of equipment back up. And I'm like, what is happening here? And then all of a sudden I look up again a few minutes later after I finished talking to someone and they were wrapping it around this tree at the roots. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are they going to rip this tree out? And sure enough, they did. And I took a a photo of it on the back of this truck driving away. And I was like, this is so weird. Why are they pulling out the only tree in front of City Hall? So in my original episode that I recorded, I was talking about how this was like two times now that there's been a tree like cut down and this feeling of being uprooted. And now this was like literal uprooting. And I was also experiencing like a bit of a a shift in energy and some relationships and things. And I was just like, this is, you know what, me realizing that it didn't really like activate me. It was just sort of like a more of a mental puzzle of like, why is this happening? More of like an inquiry than being physically upset or shaken by it, which I thought was, again, some growth, like what I was talking about in the last episode where I was talking about recognizing my responses to things as like a sign of growth but at the same time I was kind of like why is this happening so when it came for this trail to also be kind of like taken apart or not accessible to me I was just like I don't know and I was kind of at the point where I was like you know what this is the tower moment you know it was leading up to the eclipse and I was like yep that checks out but when I went to the co-working space last week the day before the eclipse i looked through the window and was like is the tree back and then i actually questioned myself i was like did i have a dream that the tree was taken away or did that actually happen and thank goodness i had taken a picture (laughs) and i looked it up and was like yeah no they did take that tree out but when i looked at the tree this second time 
it really looked like just a healthier version of the same tree. It was the same shape, same size. It's like it looks like the same tree, but it just looked healthier. So I genuinely don't know. And now I'm curious. I kind of want to call City Hall and find out what the heck happened or like why they did that or if it was even the same tree. But I just found it really interesting that the tree came back in a healthier form. And so something that I've also been thinking about a lot is that I know I feel like I want to have change in my offerings and the ways that I'm bringing income in. Like, I know I need to change things. But what that kind of made me realize, which I talked about in the sessions I'm going to be doing coming up a little bit in the last episode, but that things don't always need to be completely taken out by the root or completely changed in order to be a different energy, right? Sometimes we can just show up a different way or change our perspective or just tweak things enough that they're better or, you know, do healing around something. Same with relationships. Often, sometimes you just need to have a difficult conversation and come out on the other side of it or make new commitments. And I have talked about how I realized that my work commitment for the year sounds really my, like very masculine, but my commitment is to be in my feminine and to commit to being staying open. So I think this tree showing up again, it was like, okay, yeah, it needed to be taken out for a minute and brought somewhere else. And maybe the soil needed tending to, you know, maybe they need to make sure the foundation was okay. Like maybe they needed to fix something in the foundation of the building or they needed to, you know, check out what was happening in the roots. They needed to look at the root cause, right? Like maybe that's what it was telling me is that it doesn't mean that you have to completely throw something away. It's just look at the root of like why you're doing it and like, why is this still a good place to be? And if it is, then great. And that's kind of what it looked like. It was like, you know, the tree was back within a week and looking happily, happy and healthy as ever. So that's kind of what I realized by having a new version of my energy sessions. I was starting to feel a little bit stagnant. As most of you know, I didn't have my books open for a long time for booking sessions one-on-one and they've been open for a little while now and it's been nice to have that kind of like come back. But now I've realized maybe it was just that I needed a different version. So it's not that I had to stop doing energy sessions, even though I did stop doing them for a while (laughs) other than the remote recharge. It's not that I needed to stop connecting with people in the sessions. It was just that I needed to find maybe something new to spice it up. I still want to do one-to-one sessions. I still love doing those. I'm going to keep doing the remote recharges every month, but adding something new into the mix just helped to make it feel more expansive again. And being able to do that in person, like I mentioned in the last episode at the retreat, kind of sparked that interest again. So it's not that I had to like completely uproot the whole thing and throw it away and be like, I'm not doing energy sessions anymore. It was just how can I make them feel like they are supportive of where I'm at now. And, you know, sometimes it's just adding fertilizer, right? (laughs) It's not a matter of like needing to dig up the whole garden. It's just like, oh, it's springtime now. They need a different kind of fertilizer. And so that's something that I think really resonated was this whole like, and again, it comes in threes. That was the other part I meant to say is that it was like the Arboretum tree, the trail and the city hall tree. It was a three. And then I was like, okay, this happened to me three times. I, this is something I think I should share. 
And then I also had an experience around the time. Actually, it was when I was flying back from Vancouver to Toronto. I was almost in Toronto, actually. And I had this random thought about a situation where I was like, you know what? I just want to see a cow or I want to receive a cow. Oh, first, I thought, like, what should the symbol be? And for some reason, a cow came to mind. And I was like, it's weird enough that it might just work. So we're going to go with cow. And I literally landed, was waiting for my baggage and baggage claim. And my mom sent me a message because I let her know I had landed. And then she, by the time I opened up her message, she had recalled the second thing. And then she said, sorry, just sent you a cow. <laughs> a cow, um, like, jiff for no reason. And I was like, can you send it? I literally just asked Spirit for a cow. And she's like, no way. And so she sent me the thing. And I was like, that's almost instant. Like, I literally had no service when I asked for it. It was like the first connection that I, well, maybe the second interaction that I had when I landed. So that was just really cool. So I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to take that as a sign. And then the first movie that I put on once I was back home had cows in it. And I was like, okay, like maybe I'm stretching it a little. And then when I was sitting at my desk a couple days later, I was thinking about the same situation and I looked up and there's a book that I read a couple years ago that was on my one night stand. And I just cleaned it off like maybe a month ago now, but like a couple weeks before this happened. And the only reason I could see it from my desk was that I had cleaned off that nightstand when I was cleaning through my apartment and put it on my shelf in here. And it's this book called Meditations with Cows. And the concept of the book is this woman who ends up just kind of living on a farm, doing very day-to-day tasks and literally sitting with these cows and just feeling their warm, loving energy And then I I knew that I had looked up the meaning of cows at that time, especially white cows specifically, because that's what I had seen in my face and in my face, in my head was a white cow's face when I was doing a meditation at that time to ask what I needed. And then I had gone to the bookstore, seen the cover of this book and went, okay, I'm going to get it because it's this white cow named Daisy. And when I looked up the meaning to see what resonated with me, what resonated was that cows are very maternal. They're lunar beings. And this was around the time of the eclipse, as I had mentioned. And they're very feminine energy based. They're nurturing. They are very gentle. And they represent like empathy. And the other side of cows, though, is that even though they're this very feminine energy, they're very stable creatures. In a storm, a cow is not going to tip over. It's going to stand very firm. And I think that is the other side of this energy where sometimes I don't quite love thinking about leaning into the feminine. But when you think about it, there is a very safe and stable energy behind the feminine. It's like you can trust the feminine. You feel like you can share things with the feminine, right? It's like this holding space that is associated with it. And I think that's what I needed to hear at that time was like, yeah, this is what I meant to do. I meant to just hold firm here, trust myself. Again, it goes back to trusting myself, which I talked about in the last episode. And just to be this stable version of myself and to just trust that 
I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. And until I see other reason to change my mind or to do otherwise, then it's safe to stay in that energy. So that was really interesting. And then that tied into another theme, which I did, I think, actually share in the remote recharge for Tauruses. And I think it came up with that as well. But I have this deck, the Wisdom of the Oracle deck by Paulette Baron reed And it's the, one of the ones I used for myself. I haven't used it for outside readings. As some of you know, I have a very weird relationship. I have like nine card decks out on my desk all the time. I leave them open. I don't put them away in boxes. I do all kinds of things that are not typical. But one of the things that happens with my decks is certain ones are for myself. Certain ones are for doing external readings. And there's a few that cross over. But this particular deck, I usually just do for myself or like in-person readings for people I know. And two times in a week, I got this card that's number 42, and it is Chopping Wood. And what this card talks about is just really being in your human and just really slowing down and doing the day-to-day tasks that you need to do. And, you know, when I have a card, when I have a card that comes up a lot I really don't look it up in the book anymore and that's kind of what happened was I had gotten this card many times previously at different times but I was just like okay I received that so true I do need to just do the day-to-day stuff and at the time I was also getting a lot of messages around like being open to receiving downloads and messages and often as I've said many times it's when I'm doing dishes or going for a walk or folding laundry or in the showers, like doing those mundane day-to-day tasks when I receive things. And so that's kind of how I took that card the first couple of times that I got it. And I thought, yeah, you know what? That feels like just being in my body. And that's kind of where I need to be right now. And then that really tied in well with the energy of like the Meditations with Cows book because she's doing like farm chores. She gets, she's on a daily schedule. I am trying to get myself back into like a routine with stuff and I'm trying to make time for creativity every day again and those kinds of things. So I was like, that checks out. So I got that two times. And then I was on Instagram just scrolling before um, the remote recharge and the Guelph Arboretum shared a post and they just finished their renovation of their Japanese Zen garden. And it's one of my favorite places. And the same day that I did the toured with someone and showed them where the birch tree used to be I also showed them the zen garden it was like this is another place that I like to come to it's one of my places that I go to and when I saw the reel that they shared they paused on the plaque that they have in front now and it's a zen proverb that says before enlightenment chopping wood carrying water after enlightenment chopping wood carrying water and I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I feel like with the chopping wood card. And I was like, it's so true. It's like, regardless of where we're at on our spiritual journey or where we at, we're at in life, we do have to remember that we're still humans in a body. Like as much as we have to remind ourselves sometimes that we're a spirit when we get too much in our human, we also have to remind ourselves that we're humans when we get too far into our spiritual stuff. And you know, this idea of like discipline and ritual, I think really resonates with me right now and what I, where I'm at. And so I did share it because it came up right when I was kind of like tuning in and trying to see what messages were coming through. And then when I was visiting my parents, same time that the other trail slash tree thing happened, I was showing my mom or I was reading from the book 
for that card to share with my mom. And in the book description, she references that exact proverb. And I was like, okay, like there's no clearer sign. I Even when I was saying it to her, I was like, she was witnessing what happens in my face when I'm like, oh my God, I literally knew that that was connected. And so that's how I was like, okay, now I have to share this on the podcast because this message resonated with me so much. And I think with Taurus season, we do naturally connect with the earth and slow down a little bit more. We think about our physical spaces and our bodies more. And so it really felt like, a message I was meant to hear for this period of time. And it did help me see that like there's regular things like cooking. I hadn't really been cooking much for the month before that. And I've been slowing down and actually cooking meals and, you know, doing regular things again. It's not that I wasn't eating. It's just that I was finding the faster versions of everything. And I've been chopping veggies, you know, (laughs) so I mean, not chopping wood. But I actually did slow down enough to take the time to go through the whole process of cooking for myself. And that's something that I enjoy. And I do feel really like I get some intuitive hits and have time to like process things when I do that regularly. So I've moved that back into a priority. And I think that was something that I was meant to share with you so that you could hear that like this is something you know this is the process of how things happen for me where I realize I get information coming in all the time not necessarily downloads but just from what I'm watching what I'm taking in what I'm listening to and if I were to do you know I don't have time to process and really fully explore everything that I hear but when things come up more than once that's when I'm like okay this is something that's really meant for me specifically and Turns out chopping wood was one of those things. And it's funny because Emily has been doing a series of astrology classes for Spirit School in the Spirit School Collective. And I actually, I rarely get the opportunity to actually sit in on those classes because I'm usually busy during the day when they happen. So I usually catch the replays, but I happen to be sitting in on this one where she was talking about evolutionary astrology, which is fascinating, which is one of her specialties. And it was so cool to get to sit in on that one. And it talks about, well, she was talking about your sun sign and how you are meant to like embody that in this lifetime. And she had sent me the, a couple pages from the chapter afterwards when we were talking about it and the chapter from a book that she recommends for this topic. And one of the things that they said about Capricorn was referencing chopping wood. It was talking about winter and how like Capricorn is like this embodiment of winter because it starts around winter solstice. And something it said was like, you might get tired of chopping wood to make it through the season. And but it's like Capricorn embodies this energy of like, that's fine. You don't have to chop the wood, but then you're choosing not to live basically. Right. And it's just very matter of fact. And that's very Capricorn energy. But it is this idea that like once I have a routine Once I know what has to be done, when I get into doing the thing, it doesn't really feel like that much effort to me. Like once I know I'm doing something that I need to do, I just do it. And I think that's the energy that I was meant to also pull from that metaphor is the idea that it's not about forcing yourself into doing something or it's not about like what it means even on like a higher level. It's just the fact that like, 
when I just start doing something, I make it, you make it a bigger deal if you think about it too much sometimes, right? And that's that idea of getting into the spiritual realm versus like balancing it with the human realm. And it's like, yeah, if you're balanced and you're doing it and you just keep doing it in repetition, eventually, like I said, for me, it doesn't even feel like work anymore. Then that can be a detriment as well. If I just get into doing something so mindlessly that I'm not even open to anything coming in, that's a problem too. But it's this idea that it's like I don't have to make chores feel like chores. Sometimes they're just something where it's almost like I get to take a break from whatever else I was just doing. And then that does invite a little bit more openness. It makes it feel a little more fun. Like I'm like, oh, I get to take a break because I have to eat. That's the part where it's like I have to do this. I bought the groceries, they're in the fridge. But then if I look at it like, oh, now's my time today when I get to stand here and just be present with my food and see what else comes in, there's a different mindset to it. I don't know if this is making sense for everyone, but that's just how it came in for me. And I was like, this makes so much sense. And I know I mentioned animals, I think, in the last one, I like this or at the beginning of this one, but I realized it's really like cats were coming up a lot, but I feel like that was more like a... I don't know, like a subtle energy. Maybe I'll end up talking about cats more in another episode, but I feel like what I really want to talk about is spiders. And I don't really want to talk about spiders because who does? But I pulled the spider card two days in a row and in the Kim Cran's Animal Spirit deck, it talks about creativity. And there's also a tarantula card, a separate card, that's about weaving the tapestry of your dharma and how things are connected. And that was really resonating with me. And I pulled the spider card twice. And I was like, yes, 100%. This is what I need to hear right now. Because like I said, I'm trying to weave that into my everyday. It ties back into the chopping wood, you know. I'm trying to make that part of my regular routine so that it becomes a routine and it doesn't feel like a chore trying to get like the momentum going from a dead stop again. So I was like, you know what? I needed to hear that and I needed to hear it twice to get my attention. And then the other day I was sitting down to do some work as usual. And I was like kind of rushing around in the morning. And I like to usually have slow mornings, but this particular morning I had a lot to do. And I just happened to look up and see these jars, these poor jars of plant clippings from like last year that are still somewhat most about half of them are still alive, still going. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm meaning to put more water in these jars. So I got up and went and got the watering can, but I was still rushing. And when I got back into my office and started pouring the water into a jar, a huge spider came up around the side of the watering can. And by by huge, I'm talking like an inch. But to me, that is huge. So anybody who talks about bigger spiders than that, I don't want to know. But started running across my hand, ran back onto the watering can and my instinct. Normally, I'm pretty good at like holding it together. But because I didn't know what it was going to do next, I dropped the whole watering can. It fell on its side and started pouring water all over my office. So now it's like this little puddle slash pond situation happening. So I pull up the watering can. At this point, the spider has like gone under my bookshelf a bit. And I run to go grab a towel to just throw over it to absorb the water. I get paper towel. I clean it all up. I still see the spider at this point, but I go to like wring out the towel. And by the time I come back, spider's gone. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Now I have to just wonder where this freaking spider is the rest of the day and just hope there's not going to be a whole bunch of spiders all everywhere, you know, in a week from now. 
So I kind of like told Emily about it and told a couple of people that I was already talking to about it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? This is it. But then I realized when I sat back down, I was like, this is a third spider. This is a clear message. And it was like it physically manifested, right? Like I didn't listen really. I didn't pay too much attention when it was like the card and like the gentle nudge. But having it physically land on my hand and create more work for myself made me realize, okay, if I can have enough time to like spend all this time cleaning up the mess I just made and look all over for the spider, go get out my drying rack, hang the towel, do all this other stuff, which took me 20 minutes to half an hour. I had time to deal with that. I did have time to do something creative. I did have time to sit and just, even if it's just pulling out watercolors once a day and just doing a little doodle or like just, you know, literally opening my sketchbook once a morning. And I realized like, okay, so we can make time for things when they become urgent or, you know, and I think that's where the tower moments come in, right? We get nudges all the time. Like you need to make a change in this in this part of your life. You need to make a change. And we don't do it. We're like, oh yeah, I'll get there eventually. And then something massive happens that you can't ignore and have no control over, right? And that's kind of what came up for me around that because the full moon eclipse where I'm now on the other side of it, this was on Friday and I believe this happened Monday today's Wednesday unless it was yesterday honestly all the days feel the same to me but this just happened after and I was like yeah you know what I wasn't listening but now I hear you loud and clear right like when the physical spider is in front of me or on me I have to deal with it in that moment so I think this is just a sign for me saying like it's a very important it's very urgent for me to start implementing this for my own well-being right because it's something that we know how important creativity is to me. I've talked about it endlessly. I'm an artist um, and it's something I haven't prioritized. So as much as I prioritized scrolling on TikTok and doing other things, I did start going for walks again, which I think is helping. Um, it's a physical thing that I'm doing. So the sun is out now. It is officially feeling like spring. So that is one thing I've like re-implemented that felt actually more important like for my body. But now... For my soul, I need to have my mornings with some creativity. So that is going to be coming up soon too. And then hopefully I'll be sharing more with you, sharing some new prints in my shop. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to share these things. And that's another thing where I was like, I need to share this because maybe there's somebody else who has something creative they've been wanting to do that they've been putting off and... Maybe they've been feeling stagnant in another area of life because that's something else that was kind of coming to mind too is I've really been avoiding other things in life and it's like maybe I need this creative energy to give me the momentum to do the things that I want to do even less than that because I want to do creative things. So if I start doing those, it'll give me the energy in return to be able to do the things I've been avoiding doing. So I think that's that's about all I've got right now. To be honest, I'm a little winded because I just recorded the episode that you would have heard before this in the same sitting. So I've been sitting here for a while recording and I hope that this does resonate with you though. And I don't know, hopefully this is coming out before my group recharge session that'll be on Zoom for you to experience. Take a look at my offerings, my link for my bookings, because there will also be the Gemini remote recharge, which again is not on Zoom, not in a meeting. The usual where you just tune in on your own and then receive the email summary with all of the themes that came up and the crystals and plants and whatnot. 
But I look forward to connecting with you soon, hopefully. And I hope that all of you are doing okay with all of this energy post eclipse season. Hopefully by now it's after Mercury retrograde that you're hearing this and things are moving forward a little bit again. But feel free to let me know anything that really resonated from this or if there's something you want to hear more about. I'm always open to hearing about it. And yeah, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.